any parents going to be like, you know, my kid's going to play video games for a living. My, my parents were always open-minded, but I think they were a little skeptical at, at first, just because again, it's video games, you know, most parents aren't going to be able to see like any, any source of monetary income from that initially. They got on board when I, when I signed a professional contract uh, and, and kind of made it to the big leagues. That's Matt Cannon, a retired professional esports player and coach. He's also a Tar Heel. Matt came to the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill four years ago. On today's episode of Well Said, Matt joins us from his home in Lexington, North Carolina. He'll tell us about his professional career playing and coaching competitive video games and explain what's brought him back to Carolina now. Esports, short for electronic sports, is a form of competition using video games. These competitions can be streamed online or played in front of fans, and they're on cable TV too. 427 million people are expected to be esports spectators in 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Overwatch League. Matt made his mark in Overwatch. It's a multiplayer first-person shooter with several modes of competitive play. I picked up video games like playing with my friends. I was uh, in middle school. We played a lot of Call of Duty, which is like uh, an F uh, first-person shooter. It's a realistic, like militaristic shooter, pretty much. Kind of transitioned from like you know having a group of friends that wanted to compete against each other to see who was the best to you know making teams uh, where we competed against other players like nationally and, and kind of decided you know we we want to keep doing this but at a higher level, right? So so we started playing in tournaments for Call of Duty. And then I kind of made the transition to PC from console because from my point of view, computer games are, are a little more skill-based where uh, you have to control a mouse and a keyboard to kind of play rather than just using a controller where you're limited in what you can do. So it, it's that situation where I just made a transfer over, um, picked up Overwatch. That was like the first game I really, really, really got into where I thought, you know, I could go pro in this. Like I was, I was a super high-level player. I had a skill set that fit what several teams needed. And it, it turned into a very lucky situation for me, honestly. Matt was the player who supported and helped teammates, kind of like a point guard. I was there to, you know, keep teammates up and keep people in the game. Uh, from a different perspective, I was also a coach, you know, an on-court coach. So in that sense, I would say something like Marcus Page or Joel Berry, something of that nature, right? Somebody that kind of controls the pace of the game takes over everything in the background uh, you don't necessarily have uh, a ton of focus on but it is still there you know directing everything so yeah like I, <laughs> that's a really hard comparison to make I'm, I'm not gonna lie but but in that situation i would definitely say like you know one of the one of the absolute best point guards at carolina because the uh, point guard in basketball that's your floor general right most of the time especially with carolina basketball that's your floor general comparison wise kobe white joel berry you know maybe kendall marshall it's those guys that like the fast pace. Uh, that, that's what I was all about, especially coaching was, was the fast pace, keeping everything up-tempo, staying in people's faces, and putting pressure onto them to make mistakes, whereas a lot of teams when we were competing weren't necessarily super fast-paced. You know, they, they were kind of methodical about everything, and we like to go super fast-paced and keep everything really aggressive. Acting like a coach on the court, as Matt says, helped him transition into coaching where he was able to use the sports psychology he learned here at Carolina. We had several players that, that really, really struggled with 
playing in front of crowds, handling the stresses uh, of constant media. Most of our like you know star quote unquote players, well, it would be subject to to media speculation a lot. And that includes uh, you know internet stuff like Reddit, YouTube, all that good stuff. But then they'd be having to do interviews and podcasts and appearances for sponsors and, and then playing in front of crowds and stuff like that. It, it gets to you. It really does. So when you have a bunch of young kids that are 18 to you know, 22 years old, they don't really know how to handle it. Like they, they really don't. And that, that's where it comes into play where you kind of have to sit down with your players and, and say, okay, well, you know, I'm here to help you. I'm here to listen with your problems. You know, uh, let, let's figure out what's going on. Dealing with those stresses led Matt to retire, both as a player in 2016 and a coach in 2018. A lot of it is is the stress that comes from it. As a player and a coach, you're you're put on a pretty strenuous schedule. So when we first started out, I was I was doing college at the same time as I was doing professional coaching, and it, it was eight to ten hours a day of nothing but a video game. So I, I was stuck on doing schoolwork, getting classes done, and then as soon as that was over, I was straight to work monitoring players, monitoring their schedules doing all of our scheduling on top of coaching, on top of recording all of our practices so that we could go back and figure out, you know, where we went wrong, how we can improve, scouting for future tournaments that we had to play in. It, it, was, it was a mess. A very strenuous schedule. And even as a professional player, currently, it is, it's very strenuous. It's, you know, six to eight hours a day of, of nothing but that video game and understanding the game in and out and understanding your opponents for the week and, and it's a lot to take in. It's not just the stresses and the schedules that drive many esports players to retirement in their mid 20s. Typically, this goes kind of hand in hand with traditional sports, but uh, as an esports player, typically you rely a lot on your mechanical ability, which is your ability to play in game uh, at a high level, as well as things like your twitch reactions, uh, which control you know, uh, how fast you can react to something at the same time. So when your reaction times and your mechanical levels start to decline, typically that's somewhere around, you know, 22 to 26 years old, your, your mechanical skill level and your twitch reactions are, are going to start declining. These players start to either be forced into lesser roles or they don't take these roles and they start to retire, which is a thing, you know, most esports athletes don't have a ton of longevity, which is another issue. Players are missing college to, to go professional. They're giving up an education because they have, you know, I'd say six to 10 years of a career in esports, and after that, it's over. But it's not over for Matt. Something lured him back to Chapel Hill. It's my love for Carolina, right? So when you go to Carolina, it, it's what they call the Carolina family. It, it's a thing with our basketball team. It's a thing with the Carolina culture. You know, once you find somewhere that you love, you know, you don't want to let it go. And Chapel Hill's that, that place for me, definitely. I, I love everything about it. I love the culture. I, I love the school. I want to give back to the community that, that kind of helped me grow as a person and, and gave me the opportunities to, to do what I want to do. So it, it's just me basically coming back at this point to, uh, to give back and to give my professional experience He'll be sharing his professional expertise and experiences with Carolina's eSports club. Currently, uh, what I'm doing is helping with the Overwatch team 
That's my specialty. I'm helping coach them and overseeing their practices and things like that. Um, helping a few individual players. But uh, as of now, I'm, I'm just working with the Overwatch team. Um, I went to Game Fest to speak uh, this past Game Fest in March. I gave out a couple of jerseys to give away, uh, things like that. But other than that, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm looking to uh, pick up a few other esports titles like that we currently have, like Rainbow Six, so that I can continue to help out with the coaching and things like that, kind of oversee the competitive stuff right now. Matt will also be working on expanding opportunities for competitive gaming. This fall, the Carolina Gaming Arena is scheduled to come to Craig Residence Hall. It's a state-of-the-art esports arena for both experienced and new gamers. The project is led by the Residence Hall Association, but it's a collaboration of more than a dozen groups. So I've given them a few ideas in terms of community events, things like working with the Children's Hospital, doing tournament watch parties, things of that nature, doing tournaments themselves uh, at the gaming center. But it's things that can kind of, you know, reach out to the community and not just the, the specifically the students themselves, but in general, the, the gaming community around that area, that's, that's a very large area where esports are kind of just now starting to pick up, you know, the Chapel Hill, Raleigh, Durham area. There's a lot of college-age students and a lot of college-age kids that, that you know, that love video games. And esports is, is a way to build a community around there, trying to keep everything as interactive as possible and keep it an open uh, environment to not just learning about, you know, video games, but maybe an open environment to learning in general giving them resources to pick up on things, not just video game-wise, but academically as well. There are multiple jobs in esports that, that range anything from player to coach to management positions to social media positions to content creation, digital media, that kind of stuff. So it, it all goes kind of hand-in-hand hand with, with what Carolina is doing. And it's, it's a very good thing to be able to uh, develop these skill sets and kind of give students that opportunity as well. This is all part of Matt's larger goal to help make collegiate esports more mainstream. There are 136 colleges and universities that are partaking in uh, varsity esports. As of 2017, there were 4,360 accredited universities, which includes you know, two-year colleges and four-year universities and that thing. So that, that's a very low percentage uh, of colleges and universities that are are partaking in, in collegiate esports, right? It's picking up, but I, I'd love to see Carolina get involved. That, that's providing a ton of opportunities to students who otherwise, you know, probably wouldn't go to college because, like I said, you know, kids are, are foregoing their education to go pro. You know, they're, they're missing out on, on a potential opportunity that, you know, they could probably take advantage of for, for later in their careers uh, that they're having to miss out on just, just to go pro. Uh, and that, that's something, you know, that really you know, speaks to me because I necessarily didn't get that opportunity. You know, I had, I had to kind of give it up to, to take my professional route. It, it's one of those things where it's mutually beneficial to the universities and to the students at the same time, right? So they're hitting demographics that wouldn't necessarily be uh, reachable otherwise and, and providing kids with opportunities outside of just a professional esports career. Uh, like I said, there are multiple jobs in esports that, are currently starting to require degrees. So when you finish as a player, you know, that, that might be it for you. And then you're going to have to figure out afterwards, you know, what am I going to do exactly? So it's one of those situations where I'd love to see kids develop, not just as esports athletes, but, but as people. That's a key factor. And 
be able to continue their careers afterwards. Um, you know, a, a lot of times it's not something uh, a kid that's coming out of high school, you know, 17, 18 years old, looking to go professional in esports is going to be thinking about. But I, I'd love for it to be an option down the road. If you want to learn more about Carolina's esports club, go to heallife.unc.edu and search for esports. It's all one word. And if you want to follow the development of the Carolina Gaming Arena, follow along with the Residence Hall Association on Twitter at RHA underscore UNC. Thank you for listening to this episode of Well Said. See you next week.